Welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. Life is full of twists and turns, and sometimes we get stuck or lost along the way. Our desire is to be a friend and resource to anyone who needs a little wisdom, advice, or encouragement on their journey. But most of all, we want you to know you're not alone. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, this is Eunice. Thank you for joining me today. Today, Chris and I hit a huge milestone and that is our 20th wedding anniversary. And so obviously I've been in um, just reflective mode for the past few months leading up to this day. And I have just been so grateful to the Lord for his faithfulness to our family. Um, It's funny because earlier this month, my parents actually celebrated 50 years of marriage and that just is absolutely mind-blowing to me Um, and I'm just grateful for the legacy that they have paved for me and my children and I'm also grateful for my in-laws and the legacy they have paved for us as well because they are quickly approaching their 50 but not quite there and so I just wanted to share some thoughts with you guys on marriage because marriage it's a journey just like everything else in life and um, you know, there's highs, there's lows, there's some dark valleys, there's some amazing places that marriage um, brings you through. And so um, I just wanted to share some thoughts on that today. So starting in Mark 9, I wanted to share this scripture at verse 33. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, so he is Jesus, What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be be the very last and the servant of all. So I wanted to share that scripture, Jesus' words. And then also I wanted to share Philippians 2, starting at verse 3 and 4. Now, I've shared this in previous um, videos, but this to me is such an amazing scripture for marriage. Um, It's not often, I feel like, spoken about like in weddings and stuff like that. But whenever Chris and I do premarital coaching, I always bring the scripture up, which is do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Now, that's something that I just want to share with you guys is as those of you who have been married, um, and if you're single, this is like a great lesson to learn, but those who have been married and for any amount of time, you learn that really a lot about marriage is overcoming your own selfishness, your own selfish ambitions, your own desires in life. And um, that's something that I think makes a fruitful marriage because when we are um, just thinking about our own interests, thinking about like what I want from today, what I want from this marriage, uh, for those who think like that, you will quickly learn that that's not going to go very far. That's going to go maybe like a week. But anyone who's been married longer than a week, you know that a lot of marriage is actually just laying down your rights and considering what does my spouse need, what does my spouse want, what are their desires. And um, that's just a really important lesson that can just help 
number one, all of us in our Christian journey. That's why I believe, you know, the Lord uses marriage to sanctify us. And I believe marriage is one level of sanctification. Having children is next level <laughs> because then you're really dying to your desires, even to the desire of sleep, which is a normal, natural desire. But sometimes, as any parent knows, you just can't get that all the time. And so I feel like it's amazing how the Lord uses the relationships in our lives to sanctify us. But to sanctify us to be more like Christ. Jesus was the ultimate servant and the ultimate leader. And that's something that um, just over the past 20 years I have had to learn in marriage. And it's been a beautiful thing, a messy thing. Something I want to share from the get-go is as I share these reflections on marriage, it's not because Chris and I have suddenly arrived in all these things. In fact, it took us many years to get to even this place in our marriage. And so um, something I want to just say from the get-go is do not listen to my words and just start comparing your marriage to our marriage. I just want to share some stories because I feel like um, Chris and I, we got married at a pretty young age. I was 23 and he was 25. And something that's cool about getting married at a young age is you grow together. And so that's something Chris and I definitely learned how to do is like he and I adulted together. We did not know much because um, he and I barely worked before the time we got married. And then honestly for me, one of my greatest desires, um, and, I, and we ch talked about this while we were dating, is that when I became pregnant and had started having kids, one of my greatest desires is I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And so, um, as some of you guys know our story, I got married in, uh, or my birthday is December, we got married in January, so I turned 23 in December, January we got married, in October we had our son Jonathan. So yes, Chris and I had a honeymoon baby. Um, and part of how that happened is Chris and I really started our marriage when we were engaged. We really felt led by the Lord to just offer him our fertility, offer him our plans, and just see how the Lord would bless us. And the crazy thing is, is as we did that, we really didn't fully understand what that meant. For example, if I got pregnant off the honeymoon, were we ready for that? No, we were not. And so um, something that I, I, as I, I'm reflecting and here's a story about how Chris and I learned to grow together is I get pregnant right away and I don't have health insurance. And I don't know if any of you guys know this, but for those who don't, pregnancy is considered kind of like a pre-existing condition. So you can't just start paying for health insurance and they'll take you on. At least at that time, that wasn't the case. So it was funny because we get married, Chris is in his last semester in seminary, and we quickly had to figure out, okay, here's adulting 101. Eunice has no health insurance and now we have a baby on the way. So Chris quickly um, had to find a job, honestly. And this is something that I admire about my husband is that he um, 
the plans that we thought were going to happen, which was at that time we thought he was going to be hired by the church he had been working for part-time, but they did not have a place for him. So Chris quickly had to look for a job that would have good health insurance. So randomly, even though he graduated with his MDiv from Princeton Seminary, he had to look for a job. And so he found a job at a Princeton library through a hookup. And um, what was crazy is uh, they the main reason why Chris took that job was just because they had excellent health insurance for me and Jonathan. And so I just reflect back to that time and just how my husband really um, has shown us over the years, or shown me, servant leadership. Because isn't that who Jesus says is, is, you know, who is the greatest leader? It's the person who can serve, who can love. And Jesus showed us that through his example. Think about him not only paying the ultimate sacrifice of dying on the cross for our sins, but even when he was alive, washing his disciples' feet, serving those around him, even when he was tired, serving them, just praying for them, seeing miracles released through his life. And so I just think about Jesus, and I'm grateful that marriage is such a reflection of our relationship with the Lord. And I'm grateful for my husband because he has shown us as a family just how to serve. And so another thing that Chris has shown me, um, just Chris and I, over the years as we grew again, <laughs> is when he um, did have an opportunity to work at a church. Now, obviously we were called to full-time ministry because um, you know, he was getting his MDiv. He and I talked about being in full-time ministry from the get-go. When an opening um, happened at our church for him to start working part-time, he had to figure out another part-time job. And so at that time, he just drives by like a Papa John's pizza and is like, oh, should I just deliver pizzas? And that's what he did. Now, did this cause some concern for our families? Yes, our parents who see us as this young married couple, Chris has this shiny degree from Princeton Seminary, and now he is working part-time at a church instead of looking for a senior pastorship somewhere. And he is um, delivering pizzas at Papa John's and we have a baby. Like, yes, it caused some concern, but I am grateful for our parents because they did not uh, interfere and they were really like free in letting us pursue the dreams honestly that God put on our hearts and one of the dreams was that Chris could be working full-time at our church in particular and so I just I'm grateful for the sacrifices that he made in those early years and we made together <laughs> because some of them looked peculiar to many people and even to ourselves at times it looked just crazy and yet the Lord faithfully brought us through um, recently, someone posted on Facebook, a friend, and I loved this question, which was, what did you dream of doing as a child? <laughs> and immediately, I thought of the question, and I loved the thought that it provoked in me for the next few weeks, because I realized the dream I had as a child, I remember dreaming this as a little girl. Um, at five, six, seven, eight, is I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. 
And I know that that sounds like a strange dream to some, but to me as a lonely child of an immigrant whose parents worked all the time, it was actually a dream in my heart to be a stay-at-home mom. And I, that question, it triggered a response in me of gratefulness. Because as I reflected on the Lord and these past 20 years that Chris and I have been married, I'm grateful that he let me, um, and granted, Chris and I, we, we had to sacrifice. We scrimped and saved, and we you know, did the whole Dave Ramsey financial um, steps and all those things. Like We really sacrificed in order to have me stay at home with the kids. And that's something that I am really grateful that Chris was willing to um, see that dream realized in my life. And honestly, I was talking to my kids about it recently, and my kids, the thankfulness they have in their hearts that I was able to do that and that we sacrificed in order for me to be able to do that. And um, that honestly just warms my heart and confirmed to me that that was something that was a dream that God put in our hearts and it, through great sacrifice, we were able to do it. And um, I'm grateful for that because um, I'm not saying everyone has to do that. I'm just saying that was my dream. Each one of us has a different dream, but that was my dream. And I'm grateful that Chris and I were able to walk in that. And I feel like even as my kids have gotten older, now I'm walking in the next um, next part of my journey in my dream which is also to be more involved in ministry and that's something even my podcast has afforded for me and also just um, as I am stepping into more things in ministry um, I'm just grateful to God that I am a person who can just be blessed enough to have that opportunity to walk in a true dream in my heart although unusual. <laughs> and so, well, maybe it's not that unusual. Maybe some of you guys have that dream too. So some things that I've learned over these 20 years about marriage is one, don't take each other for granted. Um, talk to your spouse with a tone and heart of respect. Talk to them the way that you want to be talked to. And that's something that the Lord has taught me over the years because as if you can gather, I, I, I tend to be a very strong personality. I have a strong personality, but something that I have tried to keep before me was just love and respect for my husband to um, even in the hard years, even in the deep valleys, is that we could speak to one another with love and respect and really in the way that I wish to be talked to. And that's something that Chris and I have really kind of kept as a standard in our marriage that we strive for. So I just want to um, encourage you guys with that. Also, saying sorry when we are wrong. <laughs> Sometimes in our hearts as humans, we want to just be like, oh, they, they know I'm sorry. Or through our actions, showing like, oh, I made a mistake today, but, um, you know, that was kind of rude of me, and so I'll make this nice meal instead of actually also saying, I am sorry. Something that I think is a sign of a great leader is someone who can humbly say, I am sorry for the mistakes I made. I am sorry for hurting you. Please forgive me. And that goes a long way in marriage and in life and in leadership. Say, I love you often. 
something that I've always strived for in my marriage and with my kids is just reminding them always, I love you. Not just in my actions saying, hey, they should know that I love them. I just cooked them this amazing meal or I just baked them this cake or I just bought them this present. Actually saying, I love you is something so dear, I think, um, to our hearts and something that we can take for granted. So I just wanted to share that. Here's one, don't compare your marriage to others, okay? So something I wanna share about this that was kind of funny is um, recently, like in the past few years, um, in one of our homes, I, I feel like, you know, Chris and I love pouring into young people and so we would have different young people groups host different groups i ho i used to host a wives and mothers group in my home we used to host young um, missionaries in our home and um, something that i thought was interesting that reminded me of this and i've shared this with um, some of the young women that would come through is they would look in our home and yes we have five kids okay so we need more bedrooms than most people and so I remember one time this young mom with beautiful children came to my house and she was like, wow, Eunice, like, how do you guys have a house like this and blah, 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 because um, they're in their 20s with two small children. And um, we are in our 40s with, you know, a four bedroom plus an office house. Now, we did not start there, and that's something that I had to remind her. And this is just goes with comparison. So whoever you might be comparing yourself to, one thing I do want to encourage you, don't compare yourself to other people, but also especially in marriage. Because I felt like um, that this young wife and mother was feeling kind of like she was comparing her life to ours. But something that I had to remind her is when I was in her stage of life, we lived in a two-bedroom apartment with three children. So that's something that people don't see about us. Like when they see our house, our, we live with four teenagers and our boys and our daughter are the size of adults, okay? So yes, we live in a house that might be larger than some people, but we also have a large home uh, family. And um, something that I just had to gently remind her was, hey, when I was your age, like you have a ho home, like you own a home right now. Like we had a two bedroom apartment in New Jersey and um, it had no sunlight also on top of that. <laughs> and uh, those were the things that we could afford. We lived within our means, thank God. And um, I just love how the Lord grew us into this place, grew us into this space. And that's something that I just want to encourage you guys listening is don't compare your marriage to other people, number one, because comparison always, I think I've heard that thing, um, comparison is the thief of joy. I don't know who said that, but that is so true. And so to compare yourself with someone who is in their 40s um, or even just anyone in general, like that's not your portion and so comparison will never help and so I just want to encourage you guys with that thought because um, you know Chris and I we do have a pretty peaceful marriage it took us years to get to this place we have worked hard we have been through counseling we have gone through um, marriage 
what was that thing called? Like a marriage retreat. Like we went to a week long marriage retreat a couple years ago um, and it was phenomenal. And so I just want to encourage you, don't compare yourself to other people's marriages, but instead ask the Lord, what are ways that I can just, if I'm not in the most fulfilling marriage, what are things that we can do to grow, to learn, to love each other? And that could be going to a marriage conference. If it could be going to get counseling, it could be just getting some extra pastoral care or coaching. And so I just want to encourage you to reach out for that. Those are things that Chris and I have done throughout these 20 years. And so, yes, we do have a measure of peace in our marriage. That is a gift from God. But yes, it's also he has equipped us with tools that we personally pursued in order to have a healthier marriage. And so that didn't just fall in our lap. Like that was something that Chris and I were very intentional about. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And um, another thing I just want to share with you guys, it is never too late to have change in your marriage. At whatever stage you are in your marriage, even if you've been married longer than Chris and I have, until we are dead, I feel like God gives us an opportunity to grow as people, to change, to say sorry and repent for mistakes that we've made. So I just want to leave you guys with that hope is that it's never too late. If there's seriously, if there's things in your marriage that you wish could change, that you could improve, there are tons of resources out there. Yes, you have to be proactive about reaching for them, but it will be worth it. It'll be worth it to the generations that follow. Um, your kids' generation, the marriages in their line. You know, I just want to encourage you that it is um, never too late until you are dead, I guess, to grow in your marriage because um, just with God, all things are possible. And as we partner with him and put him in the center of our marriage, it is possible to grow in our marriages. So I just want to leave you guys with that. And then also just talk about leadership a little. I am grateful for my husband and I actually just bought this for him and I had it framed this past week. And now you could see it hanging in our um, kitchen dining room area. And if you guys are familiar with this quote, the man in the arena or this speech by Theodore Roosevelt. So I just want to read it to you guys. Okay, the man in the arena. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the greatest devotions, who spends himself in a world worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. So I bought this to honor my husband because honestly, um, I, if 
you know, if me reading it, it just like passed through your ears, I just encourage you, I'm gonna post it because I just love this speech. And it's just about daring greatly. And the reality of it is, is to be a leader, whether in your home or whether in the marketplace or whether in a ministry or anywhere, is it takes a measure of responsibility. And to me, the kind of leader that I love to follow and long to follow is someone who is like my husband, where he is willing to get down in the trenches, to get dirty, to lead by example. And that's something that I love about my husband. And that's something that I've learned about leadership over the past 20 years (laughs) is, You know, and anyone who is a believer is a leader. I want you to know that because you could be leading people to Christ in your workplace or you could be leading people to Christ on the street. I believe that the Lord calls every single one of us to be a leader. You could be leading the children in your home or your spouse, you know. um, And so that's something that I just want to share with you guys is can we believe to dare greatly and to just... Be the type of leader that is not scared to get their hands dirty, to that the kind of leader that's not scared to get in the trenches with the people and show by example. And so ultimately, that's something that I want to share with you guys is because Chris has taught me a lot about leadership in our marriage by leading through example. For example, that time that I was saying, um, you know, to make ends meet he worked at Papa John's delivering pizzas or to make um, things meet. Even in our home, I think back to when we were living overseas, plumbing problem after plumbing problem in our tiny, uh, okay, it wasn't tiny, we, but we did live in like a two bedroom apartment. And so that's another season that people did not see, a lot of people didn't know about our lives is when we lived overseas, we lived in a two bedroom apartment and it was old and ultimately why we moved it was moldy and we lived in a two-bedroom apartment with five children so um that was crazy and it was beautiful i think back to those times and there is such beauty in those times there were times that chris would come home from work ministry um things all day he led worship in the prayer room and then he'd come home after mentoring some of the students or whatever he'd come home our kitchen sink was clogged and then he would have to you know change his clothes get down find out what was wrong in the pipes and he would do those things that's so i'm just sharing that story because it's just um leadership it it's through example it's through servanthood whether that's leadership in your marriage or whether that's leadership in your family or whether that's leadership in the workplace or in ministry in your small group i don't know what sphere the lord has given you to lead but i do want to leave you with that thought because i think um leadership is just something that i have learned a lot about over the years and Honestly, if there is a place in your marriage that you feel hopeless, that you feel like it will never change, I want to encourage you with these words from Theodore Roosevelt about daring greatly. 
Like even if you are scared of vulnerability, even if you have been through counseling and that counselor sucked and it didn't help your marriage, so you've given up on that. What I wanna ask you is do you wanna dare greatly again? Believe again that the Lord could use this other counselor or this other godly couple in your church to pour into your marriage or like Chris and I did, we flew across the country. We left the kids with my parents for a week, flew all the way across the country from Pennsylvania to California to attend this marriage conference for a week. And honestly, that was a pivotal um, life-marking, life-giving marriage retreat. And so I just wanna encourage you, okay, whether it's leadership, just wherever, would you dare greatly to believe in that the Lord could just move in a different way? Or if it's in your marriage and family, could you believe again and dare that the, dare greatly again that the Lord could just move and that things can shift in your marriage? And I do not know how many years you have been married, but I believe that the Lord can do miracles. And so whoever I'm speaking to that this is encouraging, I just hope that this encourages you um, that if nothing else you see, yeah, marriage is a journey. We go through different seasons, but as long as we stay together and stay as one team, we can overcome every season with the Lord. And so I hope that you guys have an amazing week and thank you so much for listening to this. Um, Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review, and we'd be especially honored if you would pass along the podcast or recommend it to a friend. Before we sign off, I just wanted to mention one of the most popular services we offer, which is coaching for individuals and couples. So on this podcast, we're able to share biblical truth, practical wisdom, but we're speaking on in very broad terms. That's just the nature of the medium, right? Uh, but what coaching allows us to do is to get into the specifics of your story or your situation and apply these principles in a more focused way. And while we can't promise that we'll always find a solution or resolution, many times we've found that it's helpful for people just to have someone to listen and process life with. Sometimes that's actually what we need the most. Um, so if that sounds appealing and you're still not quite sure, we even offer a free 30-minute session for new clients. That's a great way to try out coaching with no financial obligation. Um, you can find more information about coaching or our other services at our website, thejourneyhome.global. And finally, if you want to connect with us, you can email us, you can connect by social media. All of the links to our accounts are in the show notes below. We truly love hearing from you, and we promise we actually will read and respond to your emails or social media interactions. Um, so thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.